On today's episode of Cinema on the Rocks, we're going to get into the nitty-gritty details of The Suicide Squad, so please be advised, if you have not seen the movie and you do not want to be spoiled, to skip the last half of the episode. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Cinema on the Rocks. This is Jordan Keller. And I'm here today to talk to you all about The Suicide Squad, its performance, and whether or not people think it's good or compares to the last one. So, let's get into it, shall we? Anyone who doesn't know about The Suicide Squad, here's who's in it. We got Harley Quinn, Bloodsport, Polka Dot Man, The Thinker, Colonel Flag, Peacemaker, and King Shark. All played by various and very talented actors or actresses. Anyway, the way that it's supposed to start off is basically this, right? They have a place called Cortal Maltese, which is a foreign nation that does not like America. That's pretty relevant in today's world because nobody likes us. Uh, anyway, they are sent on a mission to destroy everything known as Project Starfish which is Starro from the comics. I can't remember which exact comment it was because I'm not much of a comic book fan. But anyway, they're supposed to go into there, destroy everything, right? You have a bunch of people. Uh, I can't remember all the other names of the villains that were playing in it. Anyway, that's basically the setup of the movie. And in James Gunn fashion, he's made a completely unlikable team of Dean List villains and turned them into things that people actually love. But who's really to be surprised after Guardians, right? And boy, what a success James Gunn has managed to come back with after his whole ordeal with people trying to cancel him a couple years back. He's now got this movie. He's got the full support of Warner Brothers with this film. And I mean full support. He was allowed to do whatever he wanted and in whatever rating, and I'm guaranteeing you it almost pushed the R rating past what it was allowed to be. Because, let me tell you, this movie was gory as could be. There was a lot of language in the beginning of the film, and throughout the film as well. But the one thing that this movie does better than anything that the first one did was the fact that, one, Warner Brothers did not meddle with his vision. They let him do whatever. And two, it's a Suicide Squad movie. The name is literally in the title. There should be no PG-13 for a movie with that kind of name and with villains. Especially when you implant bombs into the back of their heads, right? We only saw that one time with the uh, first one. And we didn't even actually see what it did. We just heard it off screen. This one, I can guarantee you, you will see it. And it is exactly what you would expect a head exploding looking like but it has a lot of standout moments it's got that James Gunn humor that some people like some people don't but all in all in the end of the day critics loved it and so did fans maybe not a hundred percent of all the fans liked it but you know what I would like to say after seeing it twice that most of the people liked it in my audiences including myself so it had to do pretty well. The only downside is the fact that it only made about $26 million opening weekend, which 
domestically speaking, is not great, especially with it being such a terrible start to what needs to happen for it to break even. But you got to understand that having it on HBO Max is not the only issue as to why it probably didn't make as much as it should have. You've got the fact that it's an R-rated movie, mind you. Um, It's still in the pandemic, so not everyone's exactly ready to go back out to theaters, which I can understand. Theaters are pretty crowded, and it's not necessarily the most essential thing for people to go to. Three, HBO Max, obviously. And four, it's just really not for kids. But I can't say that that's going to stop anybody from taking their kids to see it. I mean, my second showing that I saw yesterday had a bunch of people with their five- and six-year-olds going to see this. And one family actually walked up and left after about halfway through the movie because of the violence and language in it, which is understandable. But, you know, it is how it is. You would think more people who have kids would just stay home and watch it, but what do I know? I'm just a 23-year-old, so... Anyway... What else can I say about this movie that is pretty good and interesting? Um, the cinematography, it is pretty good. Um, the CGI that they use to animate like Weasel and King Shark, mainly those two, looks pretty good, which I would hope so considering the budget. Starro was more cartoonish, but that's understandable it's a space alien that looks like a starfish of course it's going to look a little more comical than say a shark right but yeah that's it's it's really good i think most people should at least try to watch it once if they like gory comic book movies and humorous ones at that you know kind of like deadpool but probably more violent than deadpool um But this is a short podcast, mind you, so I'm about to get into the spoiler section of the podcast, so if you don't want to listen to that because you haven't seen the movie yet, go ahead and stop right here, and I'll give you about 15 seconds before I start into the next one. Alright, anybody who has seen the movie... Let's get into the spoiler section here. Ah, So many deaths. Completely understandable, most of them. You have literally half the team killed off in the first 15 minutes of the film, which, you know, I couldn't say wasn't coming, considering how big the cast was, but I didn't think it would be that soon. You know, we got Savant, who is played by Michael Rooker, He's the only one to get his head exploded from running away, understandably, from the bloodbath. You have Captain Boomerang, which unfortunately I was kind of pissed off about because I liked him in the first one and I thought we'd see him more. But instead, he gets killed and stripped to shreds by a helicopter thanks to Mongol, who I don't know anything about in terms of the character. Most of them I don't. Weasel dies jumping out of the plane, which was funny, except that he's not dead, and now he's going to go terrorize an entire city that just got their houses destroyed from a starfish. Oof. 
Uh, let's see, who else died in the beginning of this film? We got the detachable kid played by Nathan Fillion, which is understandable. His powers were kind of useless. I mean, he just went around slapping a bunch of people. That's pretty dumb. Flag dying pissed me off because he's the only one that's a truly good person. And to see Peacemaker just kill him like that, I was kind of pissed off about it. I really didn't like the fact they killed off my boy Flag, especially after he made such a more interesting character this time around than the first iteration that he played back in 2016. Amanda Waller, though, she kills it. I mean, she kills people in the movie, but she kills it in this role this time around because I see her as more ruthless this time than she was in the first movie. And she was going to kill people just so they couldn't save a bunch of people in a city from a starfish that she caused. But it is a pretty interesting movie, mind you. I don't know if we'll see one like it for a while, nor do I fully agree with James Gunn when he said that his movies, unlike any other superhero film that we've seen, I do think it's kind of similar to most superhero films. The only difference being was that it was R-rated. So while I do respect his opinion on the fact that he agrees that a lot of superhero movies these days are boring in terms of the genre, I don't really see his movie as a war film. Or really much different than what has come before it. And again, I respect his decision. I respect his opinion. But just because I respect his opinion does not mean that I don't think it's wrong. But I won't invalidate him for it. Because ultimately at the end of the day, I'm a podcaster who criticizes movies. And he's a director who makes them. And I'll still watch his movies because they're good. By the way, you should totally watch The Belko Experiment. It's a really indie film that he made a couple years back, but it was really good. But I can't wait to see what he's going to do in Guardians 3 and the holiday special. And as much as I hate Peacemaker, Peacemaker, I definitely will watch the new show, considering it's a continuation of that series. At the same time, John Cena kills it. He was a really funny and stupid, arrogant person in the film and then he just took that twist when he was about to kill everybody for that drive and then I felt like oh he's actually kind of evil which you know they kind of sprinkled that in and it was pretty obvious throughout the entire film but to see him as just a stupid villain to a menacing one was a nice little twist that I didn't expect I didn't see it coming just like I didn't see him coming Hey. Really cringe lord, I know. But that's about it for this miniature podcast because I don't really have much else to say. I'm going to probably have them short for now until I can really craft my skills. So again, sorry if this is a really rough podcast for anyone. But yeah, this has been Jordan Keller. This has been Cinema on the Rocks. It's a nice little shot of you know, movies. It's not too long. It's not too short, but it is what it is, you know, but I will definitely be back on here in a couple days when what if season one, episode one comes out and I will do another review of that. But until then, hope you guys have a great day and 
make sure to, you know, sit back, relax, and drink away the day, because why not? We're still in COVID. <laughs>